looking to lease a commercial tr uh, property, stay tuned for all the tips and tricks we've learned over the years. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Morning Minutes with myself, Michael, and James. James, good morning. Morning, Michael. First Morning Minutes together. How are you going? Yeah, it's for us at first. That's so exciting. Um, today, we're going to be talking about commercial leasing a commercial property. There's always a lot of information in the real estate world on residential property, the do's and the don'ts, um, and a lot of agents online talking about it. But when you start looking to buy a commercial property, lease a commercial property, the information gets very, very small. So today, James and I will just be talking about basically from the start to the finish of looking to lease a property. We may use some case studies like a retail shop from basically the beginning when they make the inquiry and the inspection of a property. What do they look for? What do they ask? And then all the way to mo moving in. James, sort of, so at the moment, we're still seeing a lot of deals, especially in the rental market for commercial property um, that's yeah. been pumping up, pumping along. Now, when you sort of meet a client on site for the first time, let's say they haven't leased a property before, they may be running their business out of their garage. They may be yeah. subleasing a commercial property. What I, I feel whenever I'm showing someone like that, they're a little bit lost in what to ask for because they walk into this property, it's empty, and they're just like, okay, so what am I supposed to ask? And they're, they're a little bit yeah. lost. So what are some key things that a client does, i.e. floor plans, what are the outgoings, the zoning? What are the key things people need to know when they're inspecting a, a property for the first time? Yeah, so I think you're right. There's probably, for the most part, most people don't have any clue because the information doesn't seem so public compared to what you see in the sort of residential side. So the first thing is, from my point of view, you just need to ask your agent question after question after question. Be, it doesn't matter if you, if you think you're being annoying, just try and get that information out of them. And that might be, what is the very first step in trying to move forward? How do I try and secure the property? And your agent will tell you the step by step on the process of what to do. Um, and generally speaking, after your inspection, that'll come by um, signing a heads of agreement and then issuing that over to the owner um, for approval or for feedback or for a counter. So just explaining all of the different parts of the heads of agreement, because there are um, quite a few factors. It's not like with a rental property in residential where you're paying a set fee. It's a weekly payment and that's all you have to worry about. Um, there's, there's a whole lot more depth uh, of information that you need to get across uh, to the vendor or sorry, to the landlord. So yeah, I think it's mostly asking as many questions as possible, trying to educate yourself on any of these little pieces you're not sure about because the agent's job is to help you and to make it as easy for you as possible at the same time. Yeah, and I think the first thing I do, and this is a good trick for any young agents out there, is when, I sh when I'm at the property with them for the first time, I ask what business they do and or what they would like to do because then it gives us something to talk about because it can be just as yeah. awkward for the tenant as the agent when it's not like residential we go hey have a look at this view have a look at this kitchen like so yeah. what i do is go what would you be doing here okay you're doing a cafe great so how would you 
position? Where would you have your coffee machine? And where would you have your cool room? Would you have indoor, outdoor seating? Where would you have the, yeah. the exhaust? And then you get them to open up to you and go, oh, yeah, I would have the coffee machine here. So I think I'm in and out and they get a lot more relaxed. So I think one yeah. of the first things um, for the tenant and the agent is to let them know what business they'll be doing there. If it's an office, where would you have your seating? Otherwise, it's a bit bland when you walk into an empty yeah. factory or, or shop. And so you mentioned a heads of agreement. Do you want to run through what a heads of agreement is? Yeah, so a heads of agreement is your, your offer sheet. It's the sheet you're putting forward so that you can um, present to landlord. These are the terms that I want to go on. Um, so that will have from the length of the lease that you're wanting, uh, start dates, all of the money, whatever the um, facts and figures that you're looking for, holding deposits and bonds. Um, there'll generally be um, a part in there which says, you know, asking for what sort of business this is this a retail business? Is this not? Is it just a normal commercial lease? That leads us up into a whole new realm of um, of possibilities. So, quite often, with the with the broad nature of commercial, you might go to an appointment on the first time with someone who's never been on a, to a commercial property ever, and if, as soon as you know what business they're in, uh, it's very easy to sort of say, "Oh, this will suit. This won't suit," and that might be before they know um, what they need. Yeah, it's very true. So the heads of agreement, it's because as what you mentioned before, when you're applying for a residential property, it's like, okay, $500 a week and I'll do it for six months. But with commercial, yeah. it's really 10, 15 key points in an offer sheet. You hear people call it an offer sheet, a term sheet, heads of agreement. Yeah. They all may mean the same thing. It's basically like a bullet points of your offer. And that yeah. can go back and forth. But when you've got it finalized, is when the client would pay your holding deposit and the bond potentially at the same time, or at least a holding deposit. It gets signed by the tenant, gets signed by the landlord, and then that will go, that's when you get the lease pre um, prepared. And then that can be done either by a lawyer or the agent there as well. And a, a lease with commercial property, it's a lot more negotiable. Residential's got a set template and I think, I think a lot of people don't realize, basically with commercial property, everything's negotiable. Like we, we always get a lot of, um, we always get a lot of tenants sort of asking, well, can we do this or can we do this or owners asking that way. But it's almost like if you said in your lease that people can't walk into the shop with no shoes on and you've got it written down and the tenant has it written down, then basically that's a done deal, which offers yeah. great sort of negotiation points to customize the lease for every business because james every business has very very different requirements because yeah. you, you it's whenever we get a landlord that's trying to almost what re like rewrite the the ideal agreement and tenants and clauses some get really caught up at the beginning of the deal even before we've located a tenant and our advice always is let's just wait to find out who we've got because yeah. We could spend all day preparing this ideal lease and conditions and half of them may not apply because the business, it just doesn't apply for the tenant. So a lot of commercial is let's put it to market and see who we've got. But also with the marketing, James, you don't want it to be too that. You, you don't want it to be too specific because you will show one property to five different tenants and they've all got these crazy different aspects and needs for that one property. So 
you've just got to sort of wait there. Now, what's your experience with a tenant? Should they use a lawyer or should they do it themselves? I know we've had some experience where, well, what, what do you think? Where do you see it go wrong or right? I, look, I think it depends on uh, the duration, the length, what you're paying. If, it's a, if you're looking for you know, a very small 10 meter squared office, you might not need to worry so much about if you're um, hiring out a 1,000 square meter office or something. There might be a whole lot of param different parameters. So I think it's a good, a good idea always to have a list and just have a little look, just to review it, make sure there's nothing hairy in there. Um, generally, whether the, the lease is going to be written up uh, by your real estate agent or, or written up by a solicitor, um, it's going to be a fairly generic lease from the REI anyway. But um, if you're not used to the terminology, if you don't know what these clauses mean or what, you know, small parts of what could be 30 or 40 or 50 points, um, a second opinion is always good. So I would always recommend to have someone have a little look at it. But it doesn't mean you need to pay a lawyer $1,000 to spend 10 hours or <laughs> probably far more than that for 10 hours, yeah. um, you know, to, to, to look at every single point. It's just making sure that the bones are correct, nothing hairy, you're protected, the landlord's protected and everyone's happy. Because it's a mutual agreement at the end of the day. It's not just you. It's not just the landlord. You're working together. Um, and I suppose the ideal scenario is that this allows you as a business owner to move into a new premises, start a business, run a business, make some money. But at the same time, it's the same for the landlord. He wants to have a safe business, a secure business, something that's going to be consistently being able to pay their rent. And then it's a mutually beneficial relationship. Yeah, and I find... It's um, it's always an inter interesting time. The deal can be perfect up until it goes to the lawyers, and you're exactly right. A lot of, um, especially if the lease is a hundred grand a year, two hundred grand a year, you you definitely want a lawyer. Like we almost advise nearly everyone to get a lawyer, um, but sometimes it doesn't work out too well. And where I find out is, especially if the it's their first time, so they don't necessarily have a a. a, a, a a ripe relationship with a lawyer that they know really well and they've basically yeah. just gone to the yellow pages and picked a lawyer and where that can go really wrong is they've picked a lawyer who doesn't specialize in commercial property people need to remember the landlord wants it rented the the leases aren't jet, aren't out there to, to screw you basically the reality is with a lease if you've paid your rent then you, the, you, the lease never gets looked at. Like with majority of our properties, once the lease has been signed, it's never looked at. So yeah. yes, there's issues like um, if the if there's leaking in the roof, like it's all pretty simple. But where it can go wrong is where one side just starts drawing at straws. They're just over just little wording, which the reality is won't, won't really affect it too much, but it's almost like that the lawyer wants to add value. Like they feel like I'm charging you a thousand dollars to review this lease. And if I just go back to you saying it's all good, it doesn't feel valued. But the reality is having saying it's all good and not creating issues out of non-issues is the yeah. beautiful thing of a great lawyer. Far too often we see deals where like I've, We've, we've like what uh, I think Michael Lee is putting in their HPL and Cara uh, Lou Marasco at Cara Marasco Lawyers. We've used them on probably 50 plus 100 lease deals. So they've sent out the same lease to 50 different lawyers, and the majority of the good lawyers do come back with 
basically one or two changes and it may just be minor things. But then we see sometimes these first time lawyers we've dealt with and the clients just called someone from the yellow pages. They come back with 80 changes and it's like, you're not changing yeah. a lease that was a harmful clause. You're basically rewriting it for the sake of it. And basically it yeah. puts a really sour taste in everyone's mouth. And we see a lot of deals blow up in that way. So it's almost like the less is more. And it's very hard to find that balance. Sometimes yeah. on the small deals, I'd rather the tenant not have the lawyer and then we can deal side by side because what I find, even though they may have dealt with us for the last month or two months or six months, once they're paying someone $1,000 to review it, they're almost putting their advice at the top. Like whatever they yeah. say, the agent's wrong. So it's a bit of a love-hate relationship with it, with sometimes yeah. that way where they just give silly advice and then because that's all the that's the only section they're looking of the deal. They're not looking at the bigger picture that the tenant may have equipment coming next week. The tenant yeah. uh, may yeah. be looking for a six months and they really need yeah. to get in and get, get I think it's up. difficult for them to, it's difficult for them to sometimes read between the lines unless you've got a lawyer who, as you say, who you know has um, got a history of doing this regularly, doing leases that haven't had issues brought up previously. Generally speaking, there's nothing hairy. and if they're not reading between the lines and they're trying to sort of look out for their client, great, but not in a way that's going to blow the deal up by, as you say, bringing back all of these different changes, all of these corrections, there's another solicitor involved then, and then it just becomes a fight between who can get the most points agreed to and disagreed to. And that's when everyone, yeah, gets a bad taste and uh, it makes things turn sour. And, and it does happen fairly often. There's been a few uh, late and um, I'm sure we're not the only ones going through that as well. Yeah, exactly. And that just sets a good agent apart from the rest. A lot of agents will just throw up their hands and be like, it's in the hands of the lawyers. But the deal, in my mind, the deal only starts when it gets to the lawyers because the amount of deals yeah. I've had and we've had where they just go to shit in that time frame. And the hard thing is, is we get cut out a lot of the conversation. You just hear back yeah. and forth changes and sometimes you think, okay, hopefully it's all good. And then next minute, you've got a pissed off owner and a pissed off tenant. It's like, come on, all right, let's take a couple yeah. steps back. Let's go through this. And the tenant's like, they won't agree to change 3.2. And it's like, do you know what that change is? And they're like, no, but my lawyer said we're going to have it. And it's like, all right, well, that change just means this. And like, oh, oh, I don't really yeah. care about that. So it, it, get, it gets tricky. And that's where the biggest advice for any tenant out there is get get a lawyer that you've dealt with that well if you haven't dealt with them that deal with commercial regularly ask the yeah. agent because the agent wants the deal to go ahead you want the deal to go to head ahead the landlord wants the deal to go to go ahead um so everyone's working towards that goal and you it th this day and age to like they're not really out there to, to, to screw you so at least doesn't yeah. get looked at too much prior well, I think so, that's a wrap. Anything else you want to add on to that, James? Our first 15 minutes together? First 15 oh. minutes together. No, not really. Look, um, there's obviously a lot more depth to go into, which I'm sure we'll do in, in the coming weeks. But, yeah, most importantly, just, just make sure you're, you're running your eyes over it. Make sure you're trying to understand the terminology of things. And, yeah, just ask your, ask your agent as many questions as you can. It's their job to help you. They'll do their very best to do so and educate you along the way. And... Um, yeah, you want to make it a, a nice, 
Uh, it doesn't have to be a fast transaction, but what about fit out, Mark says. Um, yeah, we'll do that tomorrow. That's a good topic. That'll be a big yeah. one. We can talk 15. We can talk a long time yeah. on just fit outs in the process, uh, what yeah. you need approval for, what you don't, how much free rent should you get. Let's do fit outs yeah. tomorrow, James. Done. All right, cool. Thanks, Luke. Thanks, Mark. Everyone for watching. Lesio, good to have you on, mate. Cheers, everyone. Back tomorrow morning, 7.45. Thanks, guys.